0: Welcome to the United Church of Hinesburg podcast on the fourth Sunday of Easter, 2020, also called Good Shepherd Sunday. We are a community-centered church in rural Vermont, celebrating together virtually during the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic. As an open and affirming church with ties to the American Baptist, United Methodist, and United Church of Christ denominations, we're glad you're here. I'm Rev. Jared Hamilton, the pastor of UCH. For this episode, Sammy Angstman has provided us with two hymns and Chopin's Waltz in A minor. Special thanks to Heather Roberts for our gospel reading, which comes from John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. There will be a short homily and service of morning prayers. Let's get started.
1: The Gospel reading for the fourth Sunday of Easter is John chapter 10, verses 1 to 10. Jesus continued teaching the crowd, saying, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice.
0: At the very beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, we bought three baby goats. Since then, our morning chores have included opening the shed where they spend the night and leading them across the yard to a fenced-in pasture. They are still being bottle-fed these days, so the process is much more carrot than stick. Once there, Obie, Pickles, and Merlin Receive their bottles and spend the day hanging out with chickens and turkeys and munching on things like hay and raspberry canes. My three children usually do this task, and the goats have gotten quite attached to them. Often, we let the goats out of the pasture to play with the children around the yard. Last week, we went on a long hike through the woods, following a stream for a few miles until we made it to Baldwin Creek. And the goats came along. Goats are well suited for hikes like these. There was a lot of scrambling up, down, and around rocks and crossing back and forth through the stream. They are still young goats, however, and occasionally one of them would get stuck, unable to figure out how to cross the stream without getting wet. When this happened, one of my children would go back call the goat by name and walk in front of it, showing the way to go. It was really cool to see these little shepherds and their goats work so well together. This is the fourth Sunday of Easter, a day designated Good Shepherd Sunday in many traditions. The readings focus on shepherding and small herd animals like sheep and goats. In this year's Gospel reading from John 10, Jesus uses a proverb or parable to illustrate a point that even his disciples seem to miss. What's more, the reading today makes little sense without understanding the story on either side of it. In John chapter 9, Jesus encounters a man that has been blind since birth. His disability has caused significant hardship and he has to beg for the most basic of provisions. Callously, some of Jesus' disciples use this man's disability as the subject of theological debate, asking if his disability is the result of his parents' sin or his own. Jesus responds by explaining that disability is not caused by sin, removing the stigma associated with disability in his culture. Jesus then goes about healing the man. This miraculous healing causes a bit of commotion locally. Some local leaders question the man and his family and accuse him of lying about his disability. Underlying this courtroom-like drama is the implication that the man was not properly cared for when he was blind, and these leaders wished to escape any blame aimed at them. When the man describes how Jesus healed him, he is driven out of his community. And Jesus goes to the man and welcomes him in, into his own band of misfits. Our passage takes place after this unfolds. Perhaps Jesus uses the story about the sheep, gate, and shepherd to explain to his disciples why he's bringing in the new guy. Maybe he uses the story to describe how some people seem to be called out to follow Jesus, while others can't seem to figure him out. Or perhaps Jesus is being critical of the leaders who failed to care for the blind man when he was in need, while promising that his community will be wholly different. Likely there is room enough in this story for all three readings. But regardless, the disciples are stumped. A recent commentator noted that of all the disciples mentioned in Scripture, none were actual shepherds. There were fishermen and tax collectors, maybe a doctor and some laborers, but not shepherds. Is it possible that the disciples didn't even understand the basics of shepherding? catch Jesus's point? Wouldn't it make all of us feel a little better when we get lost in Jesus's words because we can't relate to the images? Well, here's the context. In rural Galilee, where Jesus grew up, people who kept sheep would sometimes work together to build a community pen. This was down out of necessity because enclosures were expensive to create and needed to be strong enough to keep the right animals in and the wrong animals out. This community pen would have held several different flocks of sheep and tribes of goats together safely during the night. If wild animals persisted, or if the community suffered from bandits, the community would pay to have someone guard the gate during the night. Every morning, the shepherds would arrive and use a special call to bring out only their animals. The words or sounds, matched with the right voice, cued the sheep and goats to come to the gate where the shepherd would take them out for the day to pasture and water. The animals would then be returned uh, in the evening uh, to the safety of the community pen. It's pretty cool to experience part of this phenomenon over the last month. Pickles and my son Simon are bonded at the hip. Whenever Simon yells, Pickles, Pickles' ears perk up and his tail starts to wag. And the same is true with my daughter Camille and Obie, and my son Miles and his goat Merlin. Our three goats respond differently to the one that cares most for them. There is a folksy nature to this imagery. It's pastoral and personal and somewhat relatable, even if the context is a little strange for us. Sometimes though, I think we get hung up on the idea of being the sheep in this metaphor. In our story, Jesus is both a good shepherd. That calls out his sheep and cares for them, a la Psalm 23. Jesus also serves as a gate, something that both protects and leads to abundant pastures and living waters. The metaphor assumes that humans need to be directed to good and beneficial things and require oversight and guidance. Isn't it? beneath us to be compared to these creatures? Wendell Berry provides the foreword to one of my favorite books, Ellen Davis's book entitled Scripture, Culture, and Agriculture. In it, uh, he writes, the human situation, as understood by both biblical agrarians and contemporary ones, is about as follows. We are, howbeit only in part, earthly creatures. We have been given the earth to live not on, but with and from, and only on the condition that we care for it. We did not make it, and we know little about it. In fact, we don't and will never know enough about it to make our survival sure or our lives carefree. There is a humbling creatureliness to our current experience of the worldwide pandemic. We're behind closed doors because there's something out there that isn't safe, something that is killing the most vulnerable of us. We are experiencing the creaturely fears of isolation, not having enough, and our own mortality. Some of the flock the ones we've historically picked on, are bearing the worst of it. We've lost the illusion of control, and now we wonder if, when the gates finally do open, we will be led into green pastures or into a barren desert. Good Shepherd Sunday is a reminder, then, that our faith places great hope in a caring and providing God that shepherds an entire system of living creatures to health and well-being. The system is based on care and connection. As our faith informs us, we are made to love and be loved, to bring justice and to offer a radical welcome. This too is what it means to be a creature. In these shepherding stories, Jesus is merely giving us permission to live out our creaturely lives, to be what we are made to be and do what we were made to do. May we listen to those good voices this week, the ones that call us to greener pastures of life and soul. Amen. you in continued celebration of the love and hope of our Easter faith. Through the stories of Jesus' resurrection, we are reminded that there is no place where your love cannot reach, and even in death, you bring streams of new life. Because of the pandemic, we continue to be away from each other, separated from our communities and loved ones. Comfort us and give us hope as we await a time when we can see each other face to face. Be with those in power and all those who hold authority over others. Give them strength and wisdom and your sense of justice, so all may be cared for and treated with dignity during this time. Be with our communities that work diligently to stay connected, and foster relationships in new ways. Be with first responders and medical personnel that work on the front line of this outbreak. Keep them healthy in mind and body and give them due rest. Be with those that are ill and all in distress. Ease the pain of those suffering and be present with those that are dying. Comfort families that cannot be with sick loved ones now. And be with us. There are people and places on our hearts and minds right now. Hear our prayers and petitions during this moment of silence. Keep us through all of these challenges and give us some new way of living out your story of new life. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Life is short. And we do not have long to gladden in the hearts of those around us. So be quick to love and do good to your neighbor. And allow God to journey with you all of your days. Go now in peace.